Good afternoon, everyone. This is Iman Rose from Purview Life. I hope everybody's having a good day. I'm really excited about our guest today. Her name is Kathleen Pence from Pence Law, and she is going to shed the light and educate us today. And she is going to highlight the differences between power of attorney, guardianship, the importance of each, and when is it appropriate to attain one? Hi, Kathleen. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm good. Hey, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do and and what your firm is, is all about. Okay, well, I'm a native Tulsan, and so I opened my law practice uh, in Tulsa. Um, I've been practicing for about six years, and I do probates and estates and civil litigation with an emphasis on uh, real estate and construction law. Wow. That's really impressive. So the reason that we have you here today, because as an example of why we felt this is a topic that could be helpful to our listeners is because we get calls often at this office. For instance, not long ago, there's a daughter that called. Her mom was diagnosed with Alzheimer's. She was sent to Laureate, which, you know, for those of you that don't know what, what Laureate is, they have a geriatric behavioral center um, wing at Laureate, and they send people there to get them stabilized with medications, help with behavior. Long story short, the mom was getting ready to be discharged, and it was not safe for her to go home. Everyone is like, she can't go home. You have to place her in a memory unit. So obviously the daughter wants to do what's best for her mom. So she called us and said, hey, mom is getting discharged. We were really in a hurry. Can you please help me or connect me with someone who can help me get power of attorney for mom? Well, we're not attorneys, but we know enough to say, oh, that ship has sailed. Right. So can you shed the light <clears throat> on to why in this situation it is not appropriate? Yes. So when mom is being discharged to memory care unit, then that means that she um, probably has been, you said she was diagnosed with Alzheimer's. So Mm -hmm. she has a capacity issue. Mm -hmm. So once she has a capacity issue, she can no longer execute a power of attorney. So that's the ship that has sailed. So what the family is going to have to do is they're going to have to go to the court and be appointed as the guardian of the mom and there's two types of guardianships there's a guardianship over the person and there's a guardianship over the property so if in this scenario mom probably doesn't have capacity to manage her finances as well as her medical so you're going to want to get the guardianship over the person and the property so what that does is when you have guardianship over the person you can manage their medical treatment you have access to their medical records you can talk to their doctors they will talk to you you can do all of that management of their person, of their well-being. When you have it for their property, then you have the ability to manage their bank records, their uh, real property, which would be like their house or plots of land that they have, oil and gas leases, things like that. Um, <clears throat> when you're a property or when you're a guardian over the property, you have to file an annual report with the court about what you've done with their property, and the court oversees that. Mm. So. Those are the things you're going to need once capacity is out the window. Right. So, unfortunately, it becomes a little bit more complicated when capacity is out the window. And let's just say in cases like that, Kathleen, 
um, unfortunately, it was too late for this daughter, but her course of action would have been to probably call you. Right. And you can help her. Yes, I could walk her through what she needed to do to be the guardian, to prepare those documents that she would need to prepare to show the court that her mom didn't have capacity and that this guardianship is needed. Um, it is a court proceeding, so you aren't really able to do it on your own because there are certain notice requirements that you have to observe, and it is easier with an attorney helping you do it. And there is a you know a burden of proof that you've got to to overcome uh, to the court to show them that this guardianship is needed. So it is much easier to to do that when you have an attorney that is representing you and that can tell you what you have to do. So if we could wave a magic wand and make this lady's life a little bit better, how would you counsel her? Let's just say that she came to you before mom lost capacity and now she doesn't have to call you and you guys don't have to run down to the courthouse to get guardianship what what kind of advice would you have given her to make her situation now you know like basically talk to you when there's smoke and not fire right so if we could have seen in the future and seen that mom was going to need this sort of help what I would have advised to them is to, at a minimum, have mom execute um, a durable power of attorney while she has capacity. And I would suggest that she execute one for medical and one for finances. <clears throat> and the reason that I split those up, not everybody does, but the reason that I do it is because not everyone wants the same person to be the person that's looking after their medical the same person that's looking after their finances. Sometimes a mom wants, you know, son or daughter who's an accountant to be mm -hmm. managing their finances and then son or daughter who is a nurse or in the medical field to be managing their medical treatment. So you can pick different people to do those different things. And um, each one has its own powers that you can enumerate in the document to say, this is what I want this person to be able to do for me um, when they're acting on my behalf. And if it's a durable, then it is still in effect after you lose capacity, oh, which is why it's really important for you to have that so that you can have the person that you pick, that you trust to, you know, act on your behalf. The person that you trust won't always be the person that's the guardian of you. So anyone can come in and request to be your guardian. And it may not be your choice as mm. to who that person is. So this gives you the ability before these things happen to you to say, to take control of your future and say, this is who I want to take care of me. This is who I want to, you know, make these decisions. Wow. That's really a great point. And it makes me think about my own mom who's only 77. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we say nowadays only 77. Right. Think about 20 years ago, 77 was Asian. Right. Ancient. But <laughs> um, it makes me wonder... And not wonder, it makes me want to go ahead and put all of these things in place. Because mm -hmm. obviously she's not getting any younger. Right. And do you ever encounter when you advise your client to do something like that, that some people are really hesitant to do it because there's a myth out there that they're going to lose their autonomy if they give somebody power of attorney? Yes. I had that happen actually just recently. Um, I had... And I was surprised by the hesitation because I, I hadn't encountered it before, but um, we talked through it and, and what really made this person kind of realize that this was still within their power was 
I told them that, you know, when you do a durable power of attorney, you can actually revoke it at any time. You can revoke it any time. And so that made them feel so much better. Even though this is a person they trust Mm -hmm. and they want them to have durable power of attorney, they were worried about, if I do it now, will it somehow, you know, take all of my authority away? And it doesn't. This person, if you trust them to be your agent in five years, then you trust them now. Right. And they can be your agent. But that doesn't mean that you can no longer make decisions for yourself. And if you change your mind, this isn't a binding document for all eternity. If you change your mind and this person suddenly becomes untrustworthy for whatever reason, or you think they won't make the decisions that you want to be made in the way you want them to be made, you can revoke that power of attorney and execute another one, as long as you have capacity. And that new person will take that place. So durable powers of attorney are easily executed and easily revoked. Right. As long as you have capacity. Because Mm -hmm. I know sometimes, do they ever like expire? Do you ever, I know this seems like a silly question, but are there power of attorneys that say, oh, it's only good till 2020? I haven't seen any. I think they're as good as long as they haven't been revoked and there hasn't been a new one issued after that date. So as long as that one's been issued, then it's valid. Okay. Well, that is so good to know. So what are obviously you do estate planning. Yes. And that is part of your estate plan whenever yes. you know having uh someone choose a power of attorney for mm-hmm. health, someone choose power of attorney for finances. Is it easier to do it through an estate plan? Yes. You need someone, you know, you can find the forms online, mm-hmm. um, but you really need someone to walk you through it and tell you what you're actually signing and what the effect actually has. Because depending on your position and what your particular needs are, you may not want to use that form. It may have language in it that you don't want to have in it. Or some, not all of the forms are, you know, compliant with our statutes. So if they're not compliant with our statutes, you're not going to be able to use it. Um, Just just like with those wills, you know, the online forms for the wills that you print off and then you write in in the spaces. Well, those aren't valid in Oklahoma. I did not know that. No, they're not worth the paper they're written on. Okay. So you need someone that can tell you "This this is what's valid in Oklahoma. This is what we do. This is why we do it. Um, mm-hmm. And someone that's experienced enough, who, you know, who's done it a f- at least a few times that knows why they're doing it this way. You know, like I said, you can get the forms and some attorneys just use the, copy the forms and then just put your in- information in there. But you really need to know why you're doing what you're doing. Yeah, that makes complete sense because we live in a day where commodities are commodities. You can get them right. anywhere. Right. So... What is being valued by our society right now is mm-hmm. the services. Right. More than the com- commodities because right. they're just everywhere. Yeah, you need someone with that expertise. That's what you're paying for mm-hmm. in a lawyer anyway is, I mean, obviously you're paying them to draft your, your documents and, you know, input inform- like uh, language that you may need or take out information or language that you don't want in there. With regard to a trust you know, all trusts are a little bit different. You may want your trustee to have certain powers and not be able to do other things. And so those need to be formulated to fit your particular situation. But you're also paying for that person's expertise as to the law and as to how trusts and wills and estates function 
and what you can and cannot do. Mm-hmm. So you're paying for that expertise, that knowledge. Yeah, I understand completely because it's the same thing at Purview Life here. Right. People are paying for our expertise. They're mm-hmm. paying for the years and years of knowledge that our nurses and social workers have. And, you know, I can't uh, stress enough mm-hmm. how valuable that can be for people. Right. Because, I mean, nowadays you can go online and... And figure out how to do just about anything, but how much time do you have? Right. And is that the best path for you? Right. It may not be. And you need that person that has that ability to weigh the options and say, okay, you can do A or B, but with your situation, this is your best option. Or with your goals in mind, let's say for estate planning, your goal is this. This is the direction you need to go. Yes, you can do this you know, option A, but B is the best, you know, thing for you. So right. you need that discretion. Right. So I guess, you know, in summary, um, don't be afraid to have the conversation with an attorney. If, right. if you, because what we see all the time is when people don't have anyone designated <laughs> whether it's power of attorney or guardianship, I always say, you know, if you don't want a man in a robe making a, the decision for you, then plan ahead. That's right. And we're having this conversation not just to highlight the importance of it, but because we see how many people wait way too long mm-hmm. and then life gets so much more complicated. Right, and they lose the power to control what happens to them. When if you step in before the courts are involved, whether it be after you passed away and you don't have a will, because our statutes decide what happened with your things, or adult guardianship where you haven't done a power of attorney and now the state's going to decide who's your guardian. If you address these things ahead of time, and, and they're all in estate planning, they're all part of my basic estate planning package. It's a durable power of attorney, a will, a trust, if you need one, not everyone needs one then you've taken control over your future and over what happens to you. And you have a say. When you turn it over to the man in the black robe or the woman in the black robe, you can give your input, but it's not up to you. It's up to them and what they think is in your best interest. Right. And we do, um, I know that I can speak for myself and I think Kathleen will, will agree with me. This is not to say that we don't value and respect the men and women in robe because we do. And we think that we have some good ones here in Tulsa. And we think that they all have honorable intent. Absolutely. Um, but sometimes no one knows what's best for you. Right. Well, if you want to have a say, right. then you need to have your say before the court has to be involved. Right, right. Because they may not necessarily know what you want. And there may not be anyone there that can present to the court what you want because you never made it known. Right. So they don't. They don't know. Exactly. Exactly. So I guess the the moral of this podcast is don't be afraid if you trust someone mm-hmm. to give them power of attorney. Don't be afraid to have the conversation. Do know that you don't not having the conver- the consequences of not having the conversation could be much graver yes. than having the conversation. Right. I know it may not be a fun topic, but We wanted to share it with you today because we see so many missteps, we see so many mishaps, we see so many sad stories that come from people not having the conversation. 
So Kathleen, if somebody wants to have this conversation with you, how would they t- tell us about your process? Tell us how they would go about it. And... Well, they could either go to my website, which is penslawfirm.org, and it's P-E-N-C-E, like the vice president. And um, I have a contact page there they can fill out, and it'll email me. Or they can call me, and um, I'll either answer, or if I don't, leave me a message. And um, I'll talk to you on the phone or send you an email for no charge. And, you know, I'm pretty easy to talk to, and and I'll, you know, let you know what I think you need in your particular situation. And if you wanted to move forward, then we would make an appointment. Well, that sounds like a good idea. Talking doesn't cost you anything. Yeah. and. And information is power, and right. we want to empower all of you to have the conversation and take that step. And you can call pa- Kathleen, as she mentioned. You can call Purview Life if you somehow have other issues uh, with with elder issues. And uh, we also have a website, Purview Life, P is in Paul, U-R-V is in Victor, I-E-W, uh, and you can call us at the office at 918-935-2020. We are here to serve you. Uh, if all you need is further education, is all you need uh, answers to questions you have, this is what we're here for. We would love to empower you with information so you can make the best decision possible for yourselves and your loved one. Well, Kathleen, it was a pleasure to have you. Thank you. Um, and we hope that we can have another topic on another day together. Oh, I'd love it. It'd be great. Oh, okay. Have a good day, everyone. Okay. That was pretty easy. It was great.